Hello, and welcome to the New Day Podcast, where we talk about life and how to deal with what it throws at you. I'm Ian, a learning and development nerd here in Salt Lake City, Utah, who has a passion for communication technology and sharing my road to finding Zen. (laughs) With me, as always. I'm Angela. I'm also here in Salt Lake City. I am a stay-at-home mom and grandma, kinda. I used to be more so than I am now. But you're always on the go these I days. I am on the go every minute of every day. Every time I talk to you now, you're actually not at I'm home. I'm really not at home. <laughs> My poor grandson comes everywhere with me. I've had many careers over the years. They've all taught me about life, people. Learned a lot from most of them, actually. So Now, this week we're talking about burnout. Uh, I need this topic this week. We're pivoting a little bit. So last week when we were talking about really, you know, hitting pause on life mm-hmm. and how it really is a necessity. We're kind of talking about one of the things that causes that. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we should have done this one first. I don't know. I feel like... This this really deserved its own it, topic. It did. It's on our wall. It's been on our wall for a long time. <laughs> when we're talking about burnout, to kind of put a little context behind that, I have heard people over the years say they're suffering from burnout. Now, burnout is misused. I hear a lot of people Mm -hmm. say, well, I'm burned out. When I'm talking burnout, I'm talking about true, you're just ground into the ground beyond any shadow of a doubt. I'm not talking about, oh, I've had to answer eight emails today. (laughs) I'm not talking about just everyday stress. So interesting enough, it is actually a diagnosable mental disorder. Yes. I didn't know it actually has been added to the DSM. It has. And I don't think people realize how serious burnout can be emotionally to your body. It's it's a lot like depression in a way. Mm -hmm. Your body needs a little extra help sometimes to get through it. And I don't think people really know that like I know I didn't when I started to research for this topic I'm like wow okay it's actually a a medical condition you actually can seek out help for if you Uh, need it I didn't realize it had been added to the DSM I really just kind of considered it a condition that yeah but beyond normal stress yeah like so it was interesting yeah so they they define it as a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive prolonged stress. You and I have seen each other hit this <laughs> at a couple points uh, Yeah. over the years. We've seen other friends and colleagues go through this too. Yeah. This year, I have seen people hitting it more and more. Again, 2020 being the weird year that it is. Yeah. And I think a big contributing factor of that is... The fact that we are connected. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I that agree with that. We are in a constant state of we are no longer disconnecting. We are no longer taking and pausing from things. When I go back to, let's say, January, February mm-hmm. of this year, back before COVID reality had hit, right. I looked at my day to day. I would get up get ready for work, drive to work. I had 30, 40 minute commute. I'd get there and get going on my day. Then I would get done and I would either drive home, drive to school, but I I had my set schedule. Mm -hmm. Then I would come home, take the dogs outside. We'd do our thing. And then I would 
do school, go to class, whatever that would be. Mm-hmm. I, I very much had a structure, but I always had those breaks in time where I wasn't engaging in the day-to-day. And most of us are in that. Right. Now let's look at what my schedule is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, people think that, oh, we're all doing nothing right now. But I actually think that's not true. No. I am more connected than ever. Mm-hmm. I do some IT work for yeah. friends. Yes. And I have people texting me at 9 o'clock at night, hey, I need your help right now. <laughs> That's true. Okay. I'm usually getting ready for bed. Yes, I'm old. Oh, no, I think that's healthy. You have a healthy sleep cycle. But I also, you know, get up at 4.30 exactly. in the morning too. So exactly. when I look at, I have people who really do want me to be available. Mm-hmm. 9, 10, 11, 12 at night, yet they know I'm up at 4 in the morning. Right. I need to be connected 24-7 in their mind. Correct. And I I feel like, especially like you said, since we're all working from home Mm -hmm. right now, people are like, well, you're just home. So they can hit you up anytime. They can call you anytime. They can ask for favors anytime. Seven days a week. Input anytime. And you're really not doing that nine to five Monday through Friday thing and taking weekends off. We're just not. We're connected all day, every day. And the the lines have blurred so much. They have. If you look at a lot of the studies that have been conducted post-COVID and the working from home, the school from home, the, the... being at home all the time, yeah. we are not having that disconnect. We no, are not keeping the boundaries. Mm-hmm. We're not keeping the schedule like we're supposed to. We keep the the numbers at work even. They did a study in, quote, unquote, productivity is through the roof. Well, But it's at an expense because people are just like, well, I'm here. I might as well do a little bit more. And then... I mean, let's be honest, when you're just sitting at home, you almost feel a little bit more obligated to do a little bit more. Might as well do something. May as well be working on work or may as well be getting ahead of the game. And all that stuff plays into this burnout very, very heavily. 2020 is not the year of do nothing. I, I feel like people kind of have defined it that way, but it's not that way. We're actually finding new stresses in different ways we did not know existed before. You have a lot of folks out there that are absolutely trying to embrace the changes that have had to be Mm -hmm. made and make the most of it. You and I are part of this group. We know many that have interacted with us that are falling into these shifts. A large part of me goes, kudos, good job. (laughs) I myself, I mentioned last week when I was talking about taking that step back I am hitting points where I myself am feeling very ground down. I have been struggling Mm -hmm. to get motivation. I I love school. I love learning. I love learning new things. But there's a couple classes this term, and part of it's I'm just not that excited about the material. I'm getting down to those last (laughs) few requirements. Right. It's a struggle. I sit down and I'm just like, Ugh, I don't want to do this. And and I, I'm like, just get it out of the way. You'll be fine. But yeah. the more I, I push, the harder it is. Oh, yeah. But I looked at, I had only taken nine days of PTO for the entire year. See, that's crazy. Part of you feels guilty taking that PTO when you're home. You're like, well, yep. I'm already home. I, I'm kind of. 
what else am I going to do? Exactly. I mean, I feel like we're overworking ourselves a little bit. I, um, I kind of fall into that category too right now with the burnout. Took on a little more than I was meaning to take on. And I'm not even finding joy in the simple things like, you know, I'm a Halloween nut. I go crazy for Halloween. My house is a Halloween mecca for the neighborhood. Yep. I go out to start to decorate because it used to be something I enjoy. And right now it feels like a chore. Just and one more thing I have to do today. That's a huge indicator that you're hitting exactly. that burnout when things that normally bring you joy. Mm -hmm. And if you think about signs of depression, signs of yeah. ultimate stress, yeah, those are key indicators of burnout. Yeah. And that's when I realized that I need to stop taking on as much as I am and take a few steps back. Mm -hmm. And and I think you're there this week. I think both of us have kind of hit a wall and we both need to take a little time to fix that. Yes. I have actual four days of PTO coming up. Oh, good for you. Because, you know, I won't take a whole week because that's just <laughs> weird for me, apparently. <laughs> I've always been that way. <laughs> that's three weeks away-ish. Yeah. i am got plans where I really am going to disconnect again, much like I did last week, oh, just even more good. so. Really looking through, though, I know that people listening are already going, I'm probably there. Yeah. I'm betting more of you, the more you listen and the more we talk, they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I think I might be there. I think a lot of folks don't want to admit mm -hmm. that we hit these spots. Uh, again, kind of hitting, it, it almost feels like a badge of shame. Yeah. And I don't get that, but you're right. It does. I mean, I even think that. Where it's like, oh, God. You know, I, I understand it's not weakness. It's not weakness at all. A lot of us are just so go, 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 go. And we don't put limits mm -hmm. on others. We don't set the boundaries on others. We also just have exceptionally high expectations of right. ourselves. And that's where I was going to go with it. I think it's more you feel like you're letting yourself down than anyone else because you're like, well, I want to get this accomplished and I can do this and I'm this perfect person I can take on running kids around and working and taking kids with me to work and helping out. And, and I realized this week I, I can't do it all. Mm -hmm. I literally cannot do it all anymore. And I, I know ways. I sat down. I did some meditation. I wrote some things in a notebook. And I know some places where I could take make better use of my time and take time out for myself and self-care is important when you're at burnout phase it is arguably probably the most important time mm -hmm, for to sure. do it when you're identifying these symptoms of burnout understand that you need to identify it it's okay to pump the brakes it's okay to give yourself permission much like we talked about last, last week. week yeah when so you do that be upfront and honest with others and yourself. Yeah, that's pretty important. If some of you are out there are wondering, you know, how do I know for sure that it's burnout? Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a couple signs. Yep. Anger and irritability at everything and the littlest things that didn't used to make you angry or irritable. Physical exhaustion. You, Your body just wants to sleep, nap. You have no get up and go. You don't want to do anything sense of dread about work or responsibility you have. It doesn't have to be work. It could just be the responsibility of cooking a meal for your family. And I'm actually there this week, which I have a great husband and he's jumped in and helped, but I just look at him and go, I, I can't. 
I literally can't cook dinner tonight. I just cannot bring myself to do it. And a mental exhaustion. Mm -hmm. You you just want to tune out everything and anyone. And those are some good signs right there that you're quickly approaching a burnout phase and you might need to do a little pivoting to fix that. When you look up a lot of information about burnout and there's a ton no matter it, surprisingly <laughs> how much information is out there about burnout it really seemed to start picking up about 2016 yeah i noticed it was a few articles then it turned into some books mm-hmm. at first people were kind of scoffing at it and it was oh it's just millennials looking for an excuse to not do things yeah that that was definitely i i'm gonna be honest i kind of was one of those people saying that. I actually really started reading into it, and um, I identified very heavily with a lot of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Me too. And was like, no, this this totally is legitimate stuff. I felt this. <laughs> I identify with this. I understand this. There's different ways to cope with it, which we'll talk about. I really want you to think about this in the context of we're going to promote this as mm-hmm. a way to preserve you yeah yourself yep much like last week's conversation you can be there to help others yeah you can i'm finding that most of the people that listen and engage with us are really kind of the pillar (laughs) for their community their families their friends yeah they're people that when they've reached out to us we're like really you like i'm surprised that they're the people that are identifying heavily with some of these episodes. And that, to me, should be a warning sign that you don't necessarily know where all your friends and family are. They may seem like they're okay, but, you know, maybe just check on them. You know, you seem like life's going really good right now. You you handling things okay? You know, be positive with them, but maybe give them an outlet if they need it. Understanding that you may need to turn to others and say, I need you to yeah. pick up I'm there. the banner for me carry on with this if people are not willing to do that that's that becomes a, yeah. a, evaluate your circle we, we've had that yeah. conversation of More it may once. be time to jettison <laughs> yeah. a few people too yep i think people are actually based on some of the comments and conversations we've been having i think people are actually starting to understand that is okay it is And they're actually becoming far more comfortable with that being the case. Some of their comments have been really funny. And they're like, I did it. I had that conversation. I did it this morning. I listened to you guys. And I feel so good. And uh, things like that make me super happy. And she's a doll anyways. First and foremost, you will hear me say this many, many times over. We need to put boundaries in place not Mm. only for others but Mm. for ourselves, for our mental and emotional health. And that includes shutting down computers, yep. Going screens, off the grid. disconnecting, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. I very much am one of those where I, I love being in a connected world. I love having immediate access and to everything. me too. And I think most of us feel that way most of the time. But I have found it very necessary for my well-being that I have gotten in the habit of where I need to be sure I close down Outlook on my computers. Mm-hmm. If not, close the computer off altogether. Yep. Not just turn a monitor off or no. speakers, but physically shut programs down. Because the minute I hear notifications, what's my first impulse? You're going to go check them. And then you're going to get tied up doing something that you really didn't want to get tied up doing. And you're not, like I said, go off the grid. And that seems harsh and extreme, but it's really not. It's, that's been a hard lesson for me. I did it yesterday. 
for the first time since I've started this new venture of mine, I did not answer one text from people at work. And I've got teens texting me with drama problems all day long, every day. I didn't answer one text yesterday. And I'm going to be honest, I woke up feeling pretty good this morning from doing that. I shut everything off. As you do this, engage your brain in other activities. Puzzles. Puzzles are great. Learning something. A hobby. Yeah. Things that are not electronically driven. Right. Get it off of something other than like a TV. Right. More of a creative outlet. Yes. For me, honestly, going on a walk by myself and just being alone with my thoughts can be the most freeing thing I can do for myself. I found a couple of articles on burnout by Adam Grant, who he has done some podcasts, Work at Life, Mm -hmm. uh, that's sponsored by uh, Ted that does the TED Talks. Right. He has several books that are really, really good. And he is an organizational Mm -hmm. psychologist, studies uh, a lot of stuff about work. And he actually did an episode on burnout that I listened to a long time ago. And he talked about how workplaces need to change their culture and and focus Uh, Uh about burnout. But one of the things he referenced is you need to increase your time in a green space, whether that be a park. (laughs) Now, we're we're very fortunate being here in Utah. We are. We have everything right. We've got mountains or mountains depending on how you say it. You can go down to Moab within a few hours. Yeah. You can be up in Park City. Yeah, and I I absolutely love, especially this time of year, I absolutely love going up in the mountains and seeing the fall colors and mm-hmm. the trees and just sometimes seriously just listen. Just go up in nature, listen, and just be quiet and just absorb. And, oh, my gosh, it's amazing how even 15 minutes of that, I come home feeling so much better. Yard work for me is a big thing mm-hmm. where, and I mean, this time of year, uh, it's kind of a necessary evil because yeah. I have to go in and clean up <laughs> yeah, all the leaves, the leaves and the pine needles yep. and everything else. I find that very therapeutic. I've got about four, four or five weeks left that they're going to pick up the green waste container. Yeah. So I'm especially right. trying to clean everything up that I possibly can and taking the pups for their moseys. If I say the word, they'll want one right now. Yeah, exactly. And I knew where you were going with that. Those tend to be about 20 minutes yeah. that we, we spend on each of those. So I really try to spend an hour each day engaged minimum mm-hmm. in being outside, disconnected oh, it's from amazing what it does. devices. It makes a big, big difference. I would encourage, if you possibly can, but it makes me laugh when I'm out doing these things, how much I see people when they're engaged in those spaces what are they doing? On their phones. On their phones. Yep. <laughs> Don't be on your phones. I mean, if that you, doesn't really count as green. It being really in doesn't. Green space. Now, I do use my phone for music, mm-hmm. but you can put it in airplane mode. Yep. And still listen to your music, still have it for that. But I recommend if you don't ha- use your phone for music and stuff like that, and I'm a music person, music mm-hmm. comes with me literally everywhere, it involves my life every day. Leave your phone home, leave it in the car. Leave it, I mean, we literally, who here panics when they've left their house and they don't have their phone? I used to. Yeah, There's a couple of times where I did it in the last year and it felt kind of liberating. I was at a uh, wedding reception last night 
and normally I would have made sure my phone was on me at all times, but I went and laid it down in one spot and didn't touch it the whole entire night, and I was fine. <laughs> it was great. One of my favorite things to do, part of it's just because, you know, I'm a little sadistic, is I would open my glove box when I would take one of my uh-huh. best friends, Soch, with me, and I'd tell her, put your phone in my glove box. We're not taking them to dinner. Oh, nice. She Good wouldn't for do you. it. Really? Wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it, huh? Well, you know, if it isn't on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever <laughs> platform she's on, it didn't happen. I'm like, no, it absolutely did happen. It happened, and you can report about it after mm-hmm. it happened. Would kill her. Absolutely kill her. <laughs> well, when you and I reconnected and went to lunch, I don't think either one of us had our phones on us Mm-mm. at all. I think we sat and talked. I think they were getting a little annoyed with us, but we sat and talked for hours, and yeah. it was great. Neither one of us were on our phones. I don't think people realize how much that needs to happen. It does. It could be learning a new language. Mm-hmm. That especially is good for mental elasticity. Meditation, as we've, we've mentioned many times over. I think it can be something as simple as doing something meaningful and interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, to me, meaningful is reaching out and maybe helping a friend because it takes the focus off of me and what I'm going through. And now again, we're talking burnout, so don't take on too much, but maybe volunteer, maybe go on a helpline for a few minutes and talk to somebody or, you know, something meaningful. Acts of service. Correct. Can be great. Are at work. That is one of the biggest things that people miss the most is going out and volunteering at schools. We would go and do meals at Ronald McDonald House. We had several things that we would do each year. We had a elementary school we adopted that's one of the highest needs schools here in the state of Utah. We did that as a neighborhood, uh, especially around the holidays, but Mm -hmm. we did that as a neighborhood. And it was one of the most meaningful things I feel like we've ever done. I feel we really impacted and made a difference in those kids' lives. Whether that would be reading or working at a food bank. Yep. I am getting ready to, I'm trying to coordinate with Utah Food Bank to do some stuff through work Mm -hmm. because food banks are so strapped right now. Oh, they really are. The the needs are just through the roof. Identify what, what are you truly passionate about? Yeah. When you think about it, I think you'd be surprised how much you don't honestly know the answer to that sometimes no that's that, that's true i've had some people ask me recently where i had somebody that wanted to go out on a date and they asked they were like well what do you like to do and i wait what do i like it, to it, do? it was a troubling question <laughs> yeah. for me because i if i really take myself outside of school mm-hmm. work yep the dogs <laughs> what do i do these days <laughs> Not much. Yeah. I I feel like this could end up part of the challenge, foreshadowing. Yeah. Then as you identify these things, turn it into, use that to help define more of a balance in your life because you're out of balance. That's what's contributing significantly to the burnout. Correct. You know, for me, if somebody asked me, what do I like to do? Mm -hmm. Honestly... Right now, the first things that popped into my head would be like, well, spend time with my grandkids and my kids and my husband and my family. And those are things I do enjoy doing. And they're definitely my passion. However, sometimes those very things can be stressful. 
Oh yeah. Because of my obligations to make sure that they are taken care of and that I'm spending adequate time with them. And so I guess what you have to do is what do you enjoy? Just you, yourself, by yourself, not responsibilities to anyone else. And that's a hard question to answer sometimes. Be reasonable in what you're expecting from yourself and also kind of force others to be reasonable in that too. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I know a lot of us right now are in kind of survival mode with work. If Mm -hmm. we're fortunate enough to have jobs, I'm included in that. Survived a round of layoffs at work and, you know, reductions in force or whatever you want to call them. Which is definitely happening. Uh, Very much so. Lord knows it may not be the only time it happens. I mean, businesses and communities are still struggling because of COVID. We need to understand that we are human. Mm -hmm. We have been in this go, go, go mode for so long. And I think that's why I'm starting to see burnout hit myself and others so hard. That's why we wanted to talk about it is the more I talk to people, there's a lot of us hitting that wall. We have. I feel, you know, like you said, we've been in survival mode for so long that it's we're trying to figure out how to find a way out of that while still surviving. Because mm-hmm. right now we are still just trying to survive and get through this year. I mean, which one of us isn't just saying, oh my gosh, I just need to get through this year. To bring yourself out of that can cause a little bit of burnout and distress too. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? I hope oh, I made sense. Uh, very much so. A large part of burnout is you need to rest and replenish oh, yes. yourself. Be a little selfish. Take some time for you. We've mentioned it before, your sleep hygiene. Uh-huh. Create yep. an environment where you truly can rest. I, about a year and a half ago, when I was meeting with my doctor about trying to improve the quality of my sleep and everything else and trying to figure out how I could get more restful sleep, and she she was like, well, you know, you don't have a TV in your bedroom. I, I do, but honestly, it's never on. It's not even plugged mm-hmm. in. Hasn't been for years. I just have not been one to do that. If you have a TV in your bedroom, I'd encourage you to get rid of it. You should not be looking at screens at least 45 minutes to an hour before you go to bed. And, you know... As Phones some, included. Oh, yeah. As someone on the opposite end of that, I literally did try that for a very long time. I cannot not have the sound in the background. So I have discovered YouTube has a sleep channel. Hmm. And what happens is it's a picture of the moon, really dark screen, picture of the moon over the water. Hmm. It fades off after 15 minutes. It completely fades off. And all you can hear is this peaceful, meditative, it's called binaural sleep. Yeah, binaural beats. And it's done more to improve my sleep than anything I've tried. I have tried melatonin. I have tried everything you can think of. So it is dark. Melatonin never worked for me. I've well, tried it a couple times. You know what? Times. You can only use it for so long too before your body stops producing it. So you're actually kind of hurting your body. You just want to use it to jumpstart your body. But that's a totally different topic. That works for me like crazy. Just the, the dark screen because the screen does go off. And I'm not always asleep when it goes off. So I've got that time to just be in a meditative state as I drift off to sleep and I find I'm not having bad dreams and I'm not having those wakeful moments all night long. Mm -hmm. There's ways around that, but I'm with you. Most people should just not have the TV in their room. When I discussed it with my doctor, she was like, well, you've got to find something that works for you then. And that's what I found, but I am not staring at a screen. 
we, we've talked about boundaries multiple times in, in a lot of different contexts uh, through our different episodes, but you really have to enforce them with yourself. You do. And I'm really still not good at that. Your lists, your schedule mm-hmm. really come into play when you start doing that. Are there other things you can think of? You just mentioned lists. Mm-hmm. Keep your to-do list minimal when yep. you're going through burnout. Don't overextend yourself on lists. Lists are still important, and lists will help you stay on task and help you stay focused, but maybe take a few things off of it and keep them a little more minimal until you have reached a state where, okay, I can start adding a little bit more into my day, into my week, month, however you want to do your lists. But that would be one I could think of. With burnout, understand that, and I don't want to trivialize what you're going through, it's it's okay that it's happened. Oh, absolutely. The fact that you've lasted as long as you have. <laughs> yeah. Give yourself a pat on the back. Uh, especially in this environment. Be compassionate and understanding of yourself. I think you'd actually be surprised how others are going to feel in, in that context as well. And maybe, you know, I know my husband listens to this podcast, of course, and I know as he's listening to this, he's probably going to say to himself, okay, I'm now understanding why she's been a little more irritable. So I guess what I'm going to say is be more understanding of others who may be a little more irritable, angry, not themselves, because they may be going through exactly the same thing you are and understand that and maybe reach out to them. One of the questions that I've asked most people anymore is, are you okay? It's a simple question. I think a lot of us have kind of stopped asking which yeah we, I agree. we've kind of taken it for granted i agree there's power in that question oh a lot because you're you're giving somebody the opportunity to unload and they may just need that small opening there's a lot of us that need the opportunity i, I had somebody actually ask me the other day hey how's your day going and i'm like you know what not good and that was just an honest answer that just flowed right off my tongue and they're like oh well, what's going on with you? Are you okay? And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not. And I just started talking and just gushing. And I'm going to be honest, I felt better. And it was a simple question. All they did was ask me about how are you? And I felt so much better. So thank you. You know who you are. And I know you listen. So I appreciate you reaching out. It's okay if somebody answers back and says no. Be that ear if you possibly can oh, for absolutely. someone. They, they really do need it, you know. I, I don't know that I want to call it a weekly challenge this week, but we, we always do, so there it is. <laughs> really be honest in your self-examination as you look yeah. through this and understand it is okay to not be okay right now. It's okay to not be okay. <laughs> I, Ange and I are both hitting that point. We are. And I, I'm kind of fluctuating <laughs> right yeah. now, kind, right. kind of They're, riding the waves. Right, like I told you last week, I felt great. Remember I said, oh, mm-hmm. yep, you know, my, my medication's been adjusted. My body's feeling better. I'm sleeping better. And then I told you that. And then next day I'm just feeling burnout. And I felt it all week. Like I've been fighting it all week. It, weirdness going <laughs> on. Just know that you're going to have to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You will have to engage in getting help from others. Yes. And that's hard for some people. It is. I'm used to being the one offering the help. I'm exactly. not so used to being the one that needs the right. help. Right, and I'm with you. And that. it's yeah. it's very awkward to be in this predicament for myself, but I need to take my own advice. Yeah, it's true. 
I have had to have some very frank conversations with folks lately where uh, I, I met with some folks at work where I normally am gauging running activities and people were like, oh, well, we need to do these activities. And I was like, we do. And great. You're going to, you're going to put them on. Right. And they were just kind of like, but, (laughs) and I'm like, no, I I agree. They need to be done, but I'm not doing them. Yeah. And you have to do that. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I've had a long year. Yeah. I agree. They need to be done. It's great. You came up with the idea. You're going to do it. Spread the load around a little bit. Don't take on everything. And they're kind of like, but. (laughs) And some people will be like that, but that's okay. You were being a little bit selfish, which is what you have to do. Yeah, exactly. But (laughs) open-ended question right there. Yeah. Me being mischievous. I don't know. (laughs) Mischievous, Ian. Who, you? Weird. I know. Really be honest with yourself and be honest with each other. Yeah. Be understanding and know that it's it's okay if you're here where we're at. (laughs) Yeah. Where where a lot of us are at. Come up with a plan. If you need to engage in what we talked about last week with really going into survival mode and flipping, you know, flipping breakers or switches and and really slimming things down, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Give yourself that permission. Absolutely. If anything, Ange and I signed a permission slip for you (laughs) to do that. Tell them Ian and Angela told you it was okay. You know, we'll we'll put something up online uh, for you to do that. We're doing this because we honestly want to make sure that you're all okay. We do. And that's, you know, this is just, we're not two psychologists. We're just two people living life and offering what little input we can to help you through your days. We're seeing this more and more. From a lot of people that we're talking to and engaging mm-hmm, with. For sure. The fact that we're going through it, we know we're not alone. We're not. And we both know that. We want you to know that you're not alone no, in this you're not. either. Next week, just so you know, we have. The elusive Ronin, the one who has been the hardest to track down. Ironically. It is ironic, actually. <laughs> But Spencer from Radio Ronin is actually going to be joining us next week, and we're very excited to actually get him. The circle will be complete finally, (laughs) and we are very happy to bring that uh, to a full circle. Oh, yeah. So if you would be so kind as to hit follow or subscribe, depending on the platform that you're listening to, be looking for us on the socials there, Facebook or Instagram, with the New Day podcast. It's that big green logo with the head icon on it. And we can't wait to see you next week. See you next week.